Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Hey, this is Cleveland Brown, and you're listening to the About Last Night podcast. I guess your TV must be broken. Ha <laughs> Just kidding. Actually, I'm not kidding. You're bored. Hey, guys. Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. Happy Monday. New episode. About time, baby. Oh, it's been a minute. Oh, yeah. Did you guys have a good weekend? What a great weekend. I was in Vegas, and then I uh, went to Austin, and then I went to a wedding, and then I went to Hamilton and saw a kid with a mullet sit in front of me. <laughs> I don't know what was more impressive. That's a joke. Hamilton's one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, inspired me. I want to write a musical. I think I'm going to do that. I don't know when. Sooner or later? Who knows? Uh, tonight I had an amazing night at the Comedy Store as well. i got to share this real quick before the episode starts. Larry David comes in to the Comedy Store. I'm sitting there. I had three shows tonight at Long Beach Laugh Factory, Hollywood Improv, Comedy Store in the middle. And I'm about to bounce to go to the improv, and I see my buddy Harlan Williams, and we start just, you know, sharing a, a, a goof and a laugh. And he goes, come to the patio. Let's, you know, catch up. We start shooting the shit, and he goes, look at this, Larry David. And I'm thinking, you know, it's just Harlan's way of being like, look at this fucking, you know, just got, you know, he's just got that offbeat brand of silliness that you're just like, you never know. And I look over, and I'm like, holy shit, it's actually Larry David walking down the hill to the comedy store. He hasn't been there in 37 years, he ends up telling me later on. I'm, Harlan's like, you should go say something because he knows I did an episode. So I go, all right, I, yeah, I fucking, yeah. I'm like, should I? I don't know if you don't remember me from, uh, you know, the rap party was the last time I saw him. And so I walk up and he sees me and goes, Adam. I go, Larry. We start shooting the shit. He tells me how great my scene came out in the episode that's, I think it's episode nine, but he tells me how great it was and I'm going to be really pleased. And oh my God, it was amazing. And then he goes, yeah, Pete uh, Davidson asked me to come down. And I might, I'm working out my monologue for uh, SNL in a few weeks. So I take him to the main room. He's like, I show him the backstage area. He sees how big the room is. He just goes, nah, it's all right. Nah, I'm okay. I'm okay. I don't think so. And I, I go, all right. I go, what about the original room? It's smaller, kind of safer. People work out monologues there for award shows and whatnot. Goes in there. He sits. He's like, nah, I don't know. I just, I'm just not feeling it tonight. Then Pete comes in and begs him. And he goes in and he crushes, and it was unbelievable. So, what a night! I was on, I was on a, a cloud nine, but cloud twelve. I go to the improv, and uh, it was just—I don't want to say I slayed, but I had a really good set, and it was really fun. And I just was so locked in, man. I just—I don't know. I just, you know, a, a, an ego boost from from one of your heroes like that, and then just a—oh man, it was awesome. So, anyway, uh, speaking of awesome, <laughs> today's episode. Uh, one of the creators of the 5-4 clothing brand company. Have you heard of 5-4? Yeah, probably. I rock it a lot. Brad rocks it. Zach Efron rocks it. Cody Bellinger rocks it. Chris Paul rocks it. Blake Griffin rocks it. Um, name a, a cool-ass celebrity that rocks this men's clothing um, line that you know curates these packages. We've talked about them on the pod before. It's... Uh, it's one of the best companies out there that um, really changed the game as far as uh, online shopping goes and, and personalized shopping for dudes. Um, 54club.com is the website uh, where you can go start um, start you know living and, and looking and, and loving the best uh, the best version of yourself. You know what I'm saying? This isn't even an ad. I'm just telling you because I I do it. I use 54 and um, if you sign up right now, you get 50 percent off your first month plus a pair of sunglasses. And uh, our guest drops a, 
a, another private code in which you can get even more of a discount if you sign up. So this is an episode worth listening all the way through, not only for the uh, the discount, but but the story, man. Starting a fucking killer clothing company that's dominating the fashion game. Uh, how does it happen? Well, you get to hear today with our guest, Andres Iscaeta, who is one of the, again, creators and founders of 5-4 Group. Um, Again, I, I, this episode is just one of these episodes I uh, I, I take real uh, exception to because not a comedian, not an actor, but a uh, fucking creator and innovator and savvy-ass business dude. And uh, we had a lot of laughs, too. He's a super funny dude. He's how I met um, and really uh, uh, got to know Jaleel White, so um, added bonus there. And uh, anyway, enjoy this episode. I know you will. And again, sign up for 5-4 Club because it's the shit. Um, follow me on Twitter at Adam Ray Comedy. Uh, Andres is on Twitter at Andres Izquieta, um, spelled I Z Q U I E T A. Uh, follow the podcast at Alien Podcast. Follow Brad at uh, Funny Brad. Uh, tour dates. Brad uh, this weekend is going to be in Denver. The Comedy Works, October 26th to 28th. Tickets at BradWilliamsComedy.com. Uh, this week. Well, Brad and I, tomorrow, actually, are both in New York filming Comedy Knockout for True TV. But then, October 26th, I'm going to be headlining The Rec Room in Orange County in Huntington Beach, actually. October 26th, 8 p.m. Come out and see me. October 28th, I'm doing the Setlist show at the Nerd Melt at 8 p.m. Setlist, Nerd Melt on Sunset Boulevard. That's a comic book store. 8 p.m. Setlist show. November 3rd, Bucknell University with Adam Devine. Uh, November 4th and 5th, I'm doing Levity Live in Oxnard, California with Brad Williams. November 7th in San Diego, I'm headlining Lestats. It's a tiny little coffee shop. Can't wait for that. Going to run my new hour. My new hour. My only hour that I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get that shit tight, baby. Uh, November 8th, I'm headlining Stand Up Live in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. And, of course, November 10th through the 12th, Tempe, Arizona, Tempe Improv. Uh, November 10th through the 12th. Cannot wait. Tempe. Get your tickets all for, for all those shows at adamraycomedy.com. Aboutlastnightpodcast.com. The new site is launched. So go there and get past and present episodes. So many killer episodes coming up. Uh, subscribe on iTunes. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Uh, rate and comment on the iTunes page. And email us at aboutlastnightpod at gmail.com. Your favorite alien moments. Where you get the pod. Why you got into it. Why you love it. And we're going to read some of those moments when the new merch comes <laughs> shortly. And we're going to send a lot of free merch out. So be subscribed so you can get all that. Cool. Now that we got the Tour Dates, Twitter handles, and merch info out of the way, sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with 5-4 Club creator, founder, Andres. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a juice, so why don't you sit down and listen to our dope podcast during lunch, dinner, or breakfast. It's about last night. Uh, you can throw those cans on if you want. If you like the sound of your own voice. Nobody does. <laughs> not your voice specifically. I, I mean, like, put these on or you don't have, no, I don't have to. Yeah. That's what it helps you. But definitely pull the mic. Let's see, like, maybe to the. There you go, like that. There you go. I think we find that's like a good balance so you can see both of our faces. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, how are you? I'm good. So you said you're, you're dressed. Um, because you have a full day. I have a full day. I feel like every day is a full day for you. Every day. Like well, when I, I mean, visit you at the 5-4 office, yeah. I mean, it's like I feel privileged to even get 
face to face time and not having some courier come out and be like, no, it's funny because like Andres the last time you. you came, I was juggling in between two meetings. I actually wanted to like chat with you yeah. for 10, 15 just to, I appreciate to catch that. up. But it's like one meeting delays, it goes into the other meeting, and then, you know. Yeah, it, it, and I'm a late person to begin with. Uh, so are you? Yeah, I'm pretty bad. Has I'm that, late today. Has that always? It's not. Yeah, it's, it's also made, the nature. I think I it's think a Latin the, thing too. Oh, is it? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want to say anything as a white guy because I, I don't want to be like that guy. It's just like, well, you people. Like, I, I don't want right. to do that shit. Wait, is that a uh, known? Uh, it's Latin, I mean, Latin late on. Well, yeah, just I mean, it's like yeah. uh, it's either, for instance. We produce some stuff in Mexico, and it's always late. And the joke is like, oh, "Yeah, it's on Mexico time, you know." <laughs> yeah, or, it's right. Mexico time. It's island or time. Right. Or I have a black friend who says uh, CP time. Right. And wait, that, now do black people make fun of how late Latin people are? Like, I think it's. Like, like, who, I, I who's, think it's, I Jaleel don't actually makes fun of yeah. me a lot yeah. about it. Okay. okay. Well, right. He's always on time. Yeah. And he's very punctual. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. <laughs> Now, like, and it's like it literally goes all do. the way from Spain to South America to Mexico. It's just mm-hmm. a cultural thing. I don't know. Now and then, <laughs> and then here, then here's something. Like when you're doing when you, when you have all these meetings, do you have an assistant that has like everything together? Do you? Ha- is it? Yeah. All, so is, the assistant is always you? is good about like stating that hey, you have mm-hmm. say it's three fifty eight, and you have yeah. your four o'clock here. Mm-hmm. But if I'm in like a vibe, a rhythm an inspiration a creative yeah. moment it's hard to just stop at that right i've i've been trying to be better about it but yeah if you're in the vibe you're the vibe you sure know? where do you find your vibe and that's the first time i've asked that question ever on this podcast <laughs> first for everything <laughs> i think um, i think i think there was a talk show on bet in the 80s it was yeah it was also a line from <laughs> a uh from the uh, the band next yeah right <laughs> so it depends on the context so for instance if it's like a specific fashion inspiration it's usually through travel like if i'm in a certain city whether i'm in like say london tokyo copenhagen whatever mm-hmm. do you go out of your um, way to find inspiration from travel like i mean yeah, i know yeah, you love no. to travel for like you're a big foodie and like you always are taking these amazing like you're you might be the only person on instagram that i'm like take more food photos right <laughs> because right. they're actually fo- foods i've never seen right they're places i want to go to right you were like frame them up in a way where i'm like that looks appetizing right. it's not just like Hey, crab cakes in Santa Monica. Fucking, right. we've no, all no. seen that shit. Yeah, and nobody cares. That's too accessible. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, do you do you go out? Do you go to your way to to travel because you're like, oh, there's going to be some unexpected. Yeah, so I'm usually like on the road once a month, and I would say I'd say that twelve months of the year, nine to ten months of them are for work, and then two months are for personal. Yeah, um, meaning. I'm not traveling for the entire month. Obviously, I'm traveling two days to fourteen days. Yeah, sure. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I like. You know, I don't like to be anywhere in one place. For me, if I'm in LA for more than like four weeks at a time, it drives me insane. Dude, I'm the exact same way. Brad, do you feel that way? I mean, this guy travels every weekend. Yeah, I haven't been on the road, and uh, I was just thinking about this. I'm going to Kansas City. To, uh, by the time this podcast can comes out, I've already been in Kansas City. The crowds are wonderful, uh, <laughs> but like I haven't been on the road because I was doing the wedding stuff. So I was here for three weeks, and I'm definitely going a little stir crazy. Yeah. I'm, yeah, and and before you're used that, to it, and also yeah. there's something about, I don't know, dude. And maybe it's the we crave the um, experience of of I don't know what's gonna like getting into a routine is fine, but mm-hmm. we're all creatives, and routine is like not conducive. I feel like for I mean it is yeah. because like 
you should have organization but like my life is organized chaos and i kind of like it that way where right. it's like i should i'm at the point where i probably could use a little bit of help but i also like it feeds the beast a little bit the way right. i you know organize things but yeah i think for me it's about just you know seeing people culture or places and there's something from inspiration to just like acts of things being funny yeah of going to so many places throughout the world also allows you to appreciate the life that we get to live in la that mm-hmm. i think after being across the world oh yeah in the most big cities it's, it's the best great. city in the world to live in mm-hmm. it's not the best city in the world to eat and drink or to party <laughs> or to whatever it is just overall, overall like if i have to assess life yeah with, like say 10 to 20 variables it's gonna win overall yeah. what you're saying is that if cities were like street fighters like yeah there's right. some there's some street fighters that are like e-honda that are, are fat but but powerful so they're not quick yeah and then, yeah, and, then, right. and, then and then and those other guys are like really quick and, right. then, and then and then so like chun li really really right. fast <laughs> but doesn't have everything but then you get a guy like ken Ryu Guile just right. like kind of down the middle of the road right. yeah. blue collar guys yeah I just lost like half of our listeners yeah. like, vi- vi- right. video games what <laughs> wait what's the best food country what's the best party country based yeah, on for your you. experience best food country in the world I'd say overall best city or country best city great question best city best city yeah. Tokyo best country Japan best country Italy well wow. just I'm gonna agree oh, just overall everywhere yeah. you've best been in best partying Italy. yeah Best party city, Spain. I'd say, is uh, Ibiza. Yeah. Best <laughs> party city, I'd some... say, is Mykonos. Best party country, I'd say, is probably Spain. Well, My boy Adam Devine was just in Mykonos, and he was just like, no, 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 looking like he was living no, 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 it no, up. It's the most lit place in the world. Oh, uh, that, sa- that, that sounds Greek. Is that Greece? No, Italy. Mykonos, Greece, yeah. Oh, Greece, okay. Greece, yeah, yeah, yeah. Greece, I thought it was Italy. Mykonos is in Greece, bro. Come on. Yeah. Ah, I got it. Because I was like, that sounds like a yogurt. Mykonos. <laughs> <laughs> is there a place in Italy that that sounds similar? I don't know. Malfi, no. With an M? I think. No, no have you all... Have, uh, or maybe no. he did go to Greece. All right. Trust me, all the... The perverts come back to the world. <laughs> Whoa! Oh, so the perverts all the way go to down Mykonos. to like family people. Yeah. It's it's literally like the craziest party people. And then also, I've seen families with babies. It's up to it's what you want to. And make then like it. the babies have sunglasses and glow sticks, and even they're raving. Right, yeah. right, right, right. 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 Well, now, now, have you always been this kind of person that is? How do I say this? Worldly, a Renaissance man? Are you have you always been enjoying travel? I mean, yeah. So I think you know part of it is also like your culture so i come from a family that we speak spanish at home and Mm -hmm. my ethnic breakdown is lebanese spanish and ecuadorian so i've always had this appreciation just because of the diversity of my background and then growing up in la you're exposed to being friends with white kids black kids asian kids latin kids etc etc so i've always had enjoyed going to their homes when I grew up and eating my friends' family's Korean food or Mm -hmm. eating Mexican, whatever it is, right? So I think for me, I've always been appreciative. And then when I had the opportunity to go out and travel and learn and experience new people and culture, then that's really what like, I think that's kind of what makes me who I am now is that I have this like thirst for just more. And every time I land in a place, even though I've been there before, it's just more the excitement and the adrenaline that comes to you when you're like, searching and discovering things and all that stuff mm-hmm. and now has there ever been a a, a a food that you looked at where you're like nope not touching that absolutely not 
No. No, really. So it, because even if you you there's recognize some shit it, in China that I've seen that I'm like, yeah, bro, that that thing in the fish tank <laughs> th- doesn't look kosher. But but then that makes you probably also want to be like, well, I'm, that makes me double down. I've eaten like curious. the chicken head. I don't know if that's that crazy. Oh. In India, I ate goat brain. I was what? really that was really wasted. So it helped, but it was really good. What did it taste like? They deep fry it. It kind of tasted like a weird curry lentil if that makes any sense kind of okay yeah and they give you like the naan but it's not like they take it straight out of the goat head and just fucking scoop it out and put it in a bowl i don't know i ate it off a street stand so probably oh shit street stand goat brain it's funny i've never i've only gone sick from fancy places i've never gone sick from From street food and i eat some crazy street food Wow! So, so all over the world, not so like when LA, some guy, me- yeah. Mexican yeah. Yeah. truck at two in the morning. Drunk. So when some guy just has a hot plate and there's a goat without a head and there's a sizzling on, I didn't on the see grill, the goat there. So you're, you're like, I'm I don't in. know what the process was, but no, the the theory is of like health dude, code on the side of the building. But fuck if the it. dude's there every day, then if people get sick, he 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 would have been stabbed or killed by yeah. one of mm-hmm. his local patrons at some point. Yeah. Right? So. It's usually not going to be that because he's already got it. You know, tried so, and tested it. So, so, so when you're walking around downtown Los Angeles and you see the guy uh, with the hot dogs wrapped in bacon, you're like, bring it, bring it. <laughs> or do you ever ask him like, can you, can you put some goat brain on this? Yeah. Like, are you? Yeah, I don't ask him if it's farm to table or anything. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that term confuses me because isn't what? everything farm In this to case, table? It is farm. To, well, they go farm to process center. To oh, table. oh, it, 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 all, it, it all starts at farm. It all ends up at table. Like yeah. to me, like at some point. Yeah, they're, 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 what matters they're, is what's maybe between. some middlemen. Right. I'm not sure. Did right. did the um, the start of five four clubs come from a travel? situation where you well no so i started five four as a brand 15 years ago in 2002 first 10 years we did primarily retail and, and wholesale we had three stores in la sold in thousand stores like macy's nordstrom etc 2012 we launched five four club truthfully five four club was launched because we were desperate and we ran out of ideas of what to do oh, and really? at that point from 2008 to 2012 the state of retail was very challenging and it's right. become very challenging again now so it was just more of idea that we'd come up with and said like okay we see this opportunity in the market and men don't actually like to like to shop they care enough to look good at least some men mm-hmm. and so we conceptualize this concept basically the five four club where you pay 60 dollars a month and you get two items typically per month one month yeah. and be like a pair of jeans and a sweater next month a jacket and a t-shirt next month a button down a sweatshirt so for 60 bucks, you get essentially like if you're comparing it to market brands out there in the mall, like a J. Crew or Gap in terms of your quality, has more of yeah. a 5-4 flavor to it, like a modern classic. And what's beautiful about it is, is that we get to choose for you what you get. And the idea is that since we send you something that essentially is a surprise in a box every single month, it's the it's taking the onus of the idea of being an explorer being a being a discoverer so it's like when you wear your five four go out and conquer the world go out and kill that job go yeah. out and kill that date go out and explore paris don't or whatever don't kill is. that person but don't yeah. kill the person eat that goat <laughs> brain yeah. eat that goat brain though for sure <laughs> hey i'm wearing five four right now and i'll say this uh, so I like some of the shit you've uh given me is like i mean it's all dope but there's some that i'll wear for auditions or like certain meetings and like dude there is an extra level of like swagger that i feel when right. i'm because the material is just so like 
I don't know. It just you know, and like when you you're said, going for that Brad Pitt biopic, for sure, dude. Right. That's coming up. <laughs> now, when I play when I play Brad Williams in the Brad Williams story, <laughs> hey, that no, no, what is that's, it called? Coming out of the treehouse? What do we? What yeah, do we say exactly. The title uh, I don't know. Yeah, uh, so many the, titles for your biopic. Farm Farm to Table Cookie. I <laughs> something like that. I'm not sure. Some uh, wait, but I want to know this. How yeah. difficult is it to when you first five four started and you, yeah. you you brushed over very quickly? Just we got an amazing season, or some. But like to me, that seems bonkers to even yeah. get your product into a big um, uh, um, department. Store. Yeah, because so I, I feel like everyone has those ideas. Like, oh, you know what they should do is have a is have a razor that also jerks you off. Like, yeah. and then can we get that like, in right Aid? Yeah, be like, how do you how do you actually get that into those kind into those kind of stores? Yeah, I mean, so for the first two three years, we struggled. It was like very grassroots in the sense, you know, took backpacks, went to trade shows, mm-hmm. eventually created a collection that was able to be good enough to get a sales rep, and then the sales rep has the infrastructure and the connection. This is how the old model worked. The yeah. new model is literally completely way different. The now. new model seems like it's the Wild West, where you just put your stuff on the internet, you yeah. create an app, you have some tech, have some a, celebs, have a website. To, yeah, post. I think, I mean, it's t- today's the easiest and the most challenging time to be to to do apparel. Easiest because the barrier to entry is so low because mm-hmm. you, you you can create a Shopify website, yeah. an Instagram account, Etsy store, whatever, Etsy the store, whatever yeah. it is, right? Because you can just create a logo, you can do it in like it days, on. yeah, and produce product. I mean, it's not so simple, but it, no, there's a process. Easier. Yes, mm-hmm. it's easier. Scalability is where it's the most challenging because as you now know too like for instance to become an entertainer in some way shape or form is easy because there's youtube there's instagram there's this platform yeah. that platform yeah. anyone can have a podcast anyone can have a voice essentially and yeah, then if right. you're a voice you're you're a personality or entertainer same thing in clothing it's like for instance if you look at the brands that dominated say billions of dollars 20 mm-hmm. years ago maybe it was like 100 to 200 brands now it's Tens of thousands of brands what? that dominate that same yeah. dollar. Anyone can share. start. And there's a lot something. of brands out there yeah. that do like a mil to five mil a year that mm-hmm. are content being in that pocket range. Sure. That now, like, there's so much more. Just uh, the market's so fragmented now. So I mm-hmm. think that that's the biggest difference between today and before. There's the, the the most opportunity. Scalability to me is the biggest challenge because we've been lucky that we've been able to scale. But once you to break out of that smaller mold was very challenging. Yeah, and you guys also uh, the subscription service that you have. Mm-hmm. You guys were um, I'm tr- I, I, was, I was racking my brain because now it seems like there's a few different clothing companies apps that have something similar. Mm-hmm. But you guys were one of the first out of the gate, and I, yeah. and, and I, I I think that's key too is yep. to, to where when people hear of an of another brand and an, another male clothing subscription service they sure. go oh like five four club yep right you're like the youtube of uh right right, right. <laughs> yeah know? so Where in like menswear other... we were the first ones and yeah. we're still the market leader obviously there's copycats out there and you sure. know to us comp- competition if anything only allows us to make ourselves better yeah yep um and so you know, we've also evolved a lot. So, for instance, in the last year, we launched three new brands that are non-subscription based, all direct to consumer. We launched a footwear brand called New Republic by yeah. Mark Nary. Dude, mm-hmm. we launched 
an activewear brand called Grand AC. Grand, Grand Athletic Club. Grand Athletic Club. Yeah, and then uh, and Oshenta. Then Oshenta is the That's, eyewear brand. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we have now a suite of products, and we're launching next month a e-com platform called 54man.com, which is basically our, I hate to say the word one-stop shop, but it's like a one-stop shop for men. We own all the brands, so we're able to provide the customer high-quality, fashion-forward, accessibly price point products wow to the consumer or almost everything's under a hundred bucks um, so See, we're and, going and against that's, and that's something and that i really product, want to put out there so that product yeah. is like similar in competition at least what we create for five four man to a zara and asos a top shop and h&m the product that we create in five four club because it's a little bit more classic based yeah that product is more comparable to like a uniqlo gap or a j crew so depending on who the customer is, we have product that basically speaks to all types of guys, whether you're a classic guy, so then you're gonna be either maybe a five four club member because What if you I like want to dress like the Monopoly man? Do you have do you have something for me? <laughs> no, that's maybe more of like a Rose Bowl vibe or something. You gotta go pick it up yourself. Yeah, but I will say that uh there are like like you said, there are copycats out there and uh I've looked on some of them and a lot of the stuff, it's like, oh, that's $42 for a pair of boxers. Right. I'm not a fan of that. Like, Yeah, I think that the consumer now obviously has so many options, so they're able to obviously, you know, like the consumer now, the, the difference between the consumer today and the consumer even maybe 10 years ago is that if you showed something to the consumer, this shirt costs 60 bucks or mm-hmm. whatever it is, that consumer was like, they can make a decision there quickly if they're going to buy it or not. You tell the consumer today that shirt is 60 bucks. he's going to go on his phone, open up five browsers, see where he can get that shirt the cheapest, see if there's right. a code online to get it at a better rate, or maybe even go to H&M or Zara.com and see if they can get that look for a cheaper price. Yeah. So the millennial, specifically the millennial, how they shop and consume is radically different than how the old, old generation is. Mm-hmm. So the old generation is, is discovering Sorry, the old generation discovered brands by going to the mall. Like when yeah. I used to grow up, when I grew up, I discovered brands at the mall. Did you like going to the or mall? Or like a magazine. Oh yeah, I used yeah. to spend all my money at the mall. Yeah, and it was like the mall was a shit. Polo like, and Tommy. That's all I wore. Me right? too. The the um the mall experience I feel like is still there. Like I still, but I, I mean, come on, man, it's almost like the movie theater where it's like it's different now that you can stream so much like there's right why go there is just less people like yeah. I've never been to a theater and been like I can't find a seat I have to go to the theater I haven't been in the theater in two years and I have to go to the theater in the next week because my friend just produced a movie that came out and I promised that I would go see the movie Yeah, so I'm gonna go see the movie but Hey, I'd rather just wait till it streams. Yeah, I can just buy. I'd rather pay thirty dollars and stream it in my bedroom. Yeah, than to go to the mall, get the Uber, get there. Dude, yeah, wait yeah. In hell, line. you da, can da, even. Da, da. Yeah, you can even go to Seven Eleven and get and get all the same damn snacks. There you go, bro. <laughs> or Postman it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even better. Yeah, we're we're getting to a point now where everything is so easy and at your at your will. You don't have to leave if you can afford it. You yeah. you really don't have to leave your place ever like once 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 uh sex robots come out it's done well right did you see the report <laughs> that they hackers can now uh, please tell me you read this article where hackers yeah. can uh hack the sex robots and make them kill you that, i just read that article on like new york times that sounds like a so movie don't, uh, sleep yeah. with a sex robot can you yeah. imagine <laughs> you're the first guy that get that fucks a robot and and it all of a sudden just goes <sighs> and goes like 
Fuck you, motherfucker. Or like, you know, no more dick or whatever the catchphrase is. Like, I'm going (laughs) to fuck you up. No more dick. I don't know. I mean, their sentence uh, structure is probably a little off, but their their violence is at an all-time high. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I mean, look, I've never even fucked with like, there's fleshlights. You know, have you heard of those? They're like flashlights, basically, that you... Fuck! It's supposed to feel like a uh, like a Got vagina. Um, yeah, you, and you just you uh, you essentially jerk yourself off with a with a <laughs> tennis ball uh, ki- tube. Like pretty it, much, yeah. So there's that. There's obviously there dolls. Be a subscription to that. I mean, there <laughs> probably is. I there mean, is. there's really tubefuckers.com. At, at this point, anything I think of, and I'm like, nah, that's crazy. I'm like, not anymore, man. Right. There's just there's a where there's a will, there's a way. Has been like there's an audience for everything. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. and you've taken out some of the most annoying stuff for men uh, because yeah. and a uh, 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 like just the mall experience, going parking, like you don't know if you pay for. parking parking is it freeze finding parking sometimes just and then finding just that style of clothing that is good for you like i'm i've been walking around stores and most people are like looking at me like hey baby gaps that way asshole yeah. and i'm like hey i know i want some good shit yeah and uh i'm wearing a 5-4 shirt right now you guys have fit me yeah, and sure. uh i know that when you at the more you use your product the yeah. more you guys get familiar with the styles that, that right that that the person likes right so for you they'll be like oh we have 22 different bandanas this month right yeah <laughs> we do not ship bandanas yeah, when, <laughs> when you start rocking the bandana it's a very unique and dope look and i feel uh, like you're my only friend that rocks it it's uh, a like, gardener chic probably three years <laughs> Oh yeah, years? yeah, yeah. What yeah, was the? Because just... um, I feel like I'm always curious with any sort of like I'll go in and out of bracelets, you know. And like I used to, there was a one point when I was wearing them all the I time, think... and I stopped, and then I was yeah. like, maybe I should get a I watch. I think I was at the Rose Bowl at the flea market, and I saw this vendor wearing it, but he was wearing it in a, a different way, and yeah. then mm-hmm. I just decided to like adopt it. Yeah, and I'd worn it before, but it was more like, oh yeah, Coachella in the dust storm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So then I started to rock it, and now I wear a bandana maybe like three, four days a week. Nice. Now it's just a nice little touch point. Yeah, that hell yeah, makes uh, you different from everyone. Wait, else. what's the occasion that you'll go? I gotta go no bandana on this one. <laughs> is there a dinner or like black a person tie. that you know is like like is there if you're meeting I don't somebody? Like doing black tie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if I obviously do black tie, I can't wear a bandana. I look like an asshole. <laughs> um, unless uh, unless you're Johnny Depp, I feel yeah. like that guy has a scarf for every unless situation. Unless there's something a little serious to it, where yeah. there's a tone of seriousness, then yeah. that's when I. You're not gonna go bandana to a funeral. No. Well, you may need well, to cry. Yeah. yeah see. <laughs> and everyone's looking around for tissue, and you're like, I got, I, I got yeah. you covered. Yeah. Now. You seem to have found success with this. Uh, now, did you have any ideas that you tried out that didn't work? A lot. So yeah. obviously, like the first so, ten years of my career, I'm so curious about that. And where did you even? Uh, if we can just go a little bit before that, yeah. Like, so you grew up in LA. Yes. Yeah. And and what about this world just spoke to you? And was this so, the goal? Yeah. So I think it was kind of like so I was challenged with fashion, and I'll explain why. So when I went in in into um, my high school years, mm-hmm. I went to a private school here in LA that was all boys, and the there was a dress code, so not a uniform. Dress code was was you had to wear a collar shirt and khaki pants every day. Oh, you mm-hmm. did, you couldn't wear jeans. The khaki pants could be or chino pants could be whatever color, but whatever. So it's like you worked at the uh, fucking AT and T. Yeah, and it's yeah. funny and all like the uniform was so basic for like and you know it was like 70 80 percent white boy yeah and um 
they would just wear their like dad's polos yeah. and you know just like cargo shorts and and then the worst was when they would wear Hawaiian shirts. That was pretty bad. <laughs> I I love that. That's but, always the go to. Like, hey, we have a boring yeah. fuck wardrobe. Tommy Bahama Jr. It's Hawaiian <laughs> shirt Friday, yeah, and then yeah. you're just like, oh wow, now I feel so, so festive. I actually <laughs> took that as my kind of calling to 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 make myself just you know, fashion to me became a thing of like pride, where yeah. I was like. I'm proud because I look really fly and I look different from everyone else. So I used to come dressed like crazy every day. Like not crazy, but like I would go to the mall or go to like Ross or TJ Maxx or Marshalls because that's where my mom made me shop and buy like the old polo, Tommy, Nautica, Perry Ellis, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But I would make it my own. So I would try to look like the flyest kid always. And it's funny because there was always like a small group of kids that we would always be in competition. It was, it was, it was primarily me and some of my my black friends. Yeah, we would wars. always like just compete and be like, "What are you wearing today?" You know, so how would you make when, yourself different? Like, with a, would you like cut a sleeve or no, like? No, I wouldn't do anything crazy. Oh. That it was just more like, what did you wear to stand out? Like, yeah, did you get the color block Tommy or did you just get the solid Tommy? Yeah, you know, or did you go did you, jacket yeah. over the sweater? Yeah, like did you stuff go, like you that. know, thong so, outside of the shorts? Right, so like, you know, <laughs> that was it wasn't move. anything yeah. crazy yet, so, obviously. So you started that? Yeah, that oh, was wow, me. Okay. But like, you know, people would always say like, oh, you must be really rich because you dress like, you know, yeah. like you just look like yeah. whatever. I'm like, no, I'm not. I actually just like take pride or whatever. So that always to me made me feel like better because I was always in my mind, oh, fashion is an outlet for me to express myself and then also breed confidence because it's gonna make me feel a certain way. And that's mm -hmm. to me, like to this day, when I wake up, my outfit to me is super important because it's a representation of myself. And if you think about it, it's not a superficial thing, but people judge you first on how you look. Yeah. And obviously, once they get to know you, they judge you on you as the person. Yeah, but that's but just that instant thing. When I look thing. at someone yeah. first glance, it's like I can, I have at least a stereotype in my head sure. of what that person is based on what they're wearing. And yeah, hence I've always been proud of like when making a decision stylistically of yeah, that and that's just mind. and that's just a natural thing that I think all human beings do. I I I don't think it means like oh you're oh you're so judgmental. It's like no, you when you see someone, your brain just kind of looks at them and goes, okay, what can I deduct from what they're wearing? How they right. look like that's it's a natural thing. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, but right. yeah, it, it and. It's funny though to me that you're in you're in a school that hey this is the dress code right and and they're they're probably doing that because they don't want uh you know some kids to be really well dressed and other kids not to be well dressed right. so they're they're they're, they're trying to uh, uh, make sure that everyone's kind of the same but then e e even then to kind of quote uh, our friend Jeff Goldblum from Jurassic Park life finds a way like right. creative finds a way like yeah. you like you found a way right. to be so like, like oh let me still find a way to stand this, out into this range yeah because if they allow you to wear jeans and or t-shirts the range goes like that right? right 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 this smaller range okay we we can kind of control you but yeah. like you said if you're creative and you're into it then you're like okay it's actually easier I can just go crazy into the range that you know that I can go into and make it the, the best that I possibly can. Yeah. So anyway, so th that was like my years in high school. Then I went to USC. Fight on. Um, One and no. fight on. That's right. And, and Suck uh, at Stanford. <laughs> so then, uh, what did you study there? I studied business with an emphasis in entrepreneurship, and my business plan was five four. So oh, shit. 
Yeah, so what's funny is like um, there's this term called so when you get money, whether it's scholarship, your parents, or financial, financial aid, aid yeah. mm-hmm. you get a discretionary account. Yep. And your discretion account, I never, I never bought one book in college. I used to take my discretion money and shop for clothes <laughs> at the at the bookstore. Yeah. And I would have to buy the stupid workbook to class, so that was the only one. And my best friend would always buy the book, so I would just borrow it and awesome. cram, obviously. Oh, dude, I wish um, I had that life. Yeah, yeah so it was the good. Books so, I, were so expensive. So then I used to just buy, like, USC gear. They had, like, a little bit of polo and some Nike. So I used to buy, like, even that, you know, just to... Because, again, it was like, I, I, I always wanted clothes. To me, I was just... I had been always obsessed with clothes. Also... And USC time, had a great selection. Great selection, because right? obviously the university is spoiled children. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> fight on. Yeah. <laughs> so we're not spoiled. We're we're right. well provided. And for. at the time, I thought <laughs> I thought that I wanted to go into entertainment and be like a producer or something. Oh, shit. Just because I came from LA and I thought either director, producer, just something mm-hmm. in the creative field, yep. media. And then one summer, two thousand one, I was in New York on the street. I was there for like a week with looking my friend. Looking for dope brain, yeah. Looking for, yeah, for vibe. And um, <laughs> and uh, I walked into the store that I never heard of, and I went, I bought, I spent like 400 bucks. And then I came back, I told my friend, dude, you gotta go come to the store tomorrow, it's insane, it's called H&M, it, it's the first one in America, blah, blah, blah. I was on, mm-hmm. on Fifth Avenue. Took him back the next day, he ended up buying clothes. He's my business partner to this day. Wow. And for someone like him who didn't like to shop, and would never spend money on clothes. Yep. He found it as an accessible place where he can actually afford something. Wow. So we came back that semester at USC, wrote a business plan how fast fashion would change the American retail landscape and how now the consumer, this is 2001, bear in mind. Holy yeah. shit. And how the consumer at the time, because of the of the internet, would now have the ability to make decisions on their own because the media doesn't control them. Because the media essentially controlled you in the past you have to watch this commercial. You have to watch this or this right. print ad. Now yeah. I can go and search something and discover it on my own. So now I have the decision. Now, obviously, the, the power is on the consumer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the idea with that, too, is that consumer behavior would be changed because now consumers would be impacted more by things like trend because they had the ability to choose and browse and discover things on their own. So we had predicted how the American retail landscape would change and classic fashion would go away like the Gaps and the Bananas and the J. Cruz of the world were now be more about this like trend-driven fashion like the H&M, Topshop, Zara, etc. Because mm-hmm. now the consumer has the ability to gain that access and that information. And this concept was already proved to be working in Europe and in Asia. Oh, really? Um, okay, so, so there was no uh, drawback from your professors or other peers that were like, yo, like, what was the response when the you... The response is like, what is this? But okay, cool, like, you you, you, you drafted this in a way that it's believable. Okay. okay. Now so then I did all this happens. investigation and I became obsessed with this one company called Zara, which obviously everyone now, yeah. now knows. And at the time, they I think only one store in the US as well, but I studied their supply chain. It was based out of Spain. It was pretty insane how they reacted to from idea to trend the concept to execution to in store in 30 to 45 days i was like what the fuck yeah so anyways throughout the course of the semester i realized i couldn't start a a a fast fashion retailer so throughout the course by december from september to december there was a slang term that 
I had made up that was 5-4, which basically means 5 minus 4 equals 1, which equals 1 love. So when I was saying, like, all right, Adam, all right, Ray, okay, cool, uh, Brad, 1, 1 love, whatever. So I would say 5-4. Uh, so I'm saying. I'm buy so it. glad that that's what that's what five four means because at first when I saw five four, I'm like, do you have to be that tall to wear it? <laughs> right. <laughs> Fuck. I don't qualify. Yeah. What a bummer. Right. Damn it. So it meant everything from one love to to buy to fuck you. All right, five four that bitch. <laughs> Whatever. Right. Wow. So, anyways. That was like obviously drunk college term, whatever. And then, but, then it, but stuck. it really meant one love. Yep. Yeah. So we decided to print up some sweatshirts that said five four. We looked in the yellow pages, which at the time that was still relevant. Wow. This See, was like the yellow around, pages, kids, was right. a book that listed all the businesses in, your, basically in your area. Google on paper. Yeah, yeah. Before you had Alexa yeah. to call somebody for you, you had to right. Before open you had the that book. bitch Alexa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So oh, that bitch Alexa. Uh, five four. That bitch. <laughs> five four. Right. So anyway. So like. So. You know, I think that... Um, you printed up some sweatshirts. We pr- printed up some sweatshirts, sold them to our friends. We were like, oh, cool, this is dope. Around whatever. campus. What's up? Around campus? Around just- campus and just our friends, because they had been saying 5-4, so they thought it was so novel that we 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 did this Is that how you sweatshirts. can tell that maybe you, you had something with the name when you would, like... Because, I mean, how do you start playing the seed with that with friends? Like, do you just kind of start just being like, yo, we're kind of... We came up with this company idea, like 5-4, and then... Well, I had said the term so much that it was so obnoxious, like oh, yeah. kind of like the way I've been saying vibes in the last 20 minutes. Yeah. That no, don't stop. Every, right. So then they just thought it was so clever and novel. Then the second sem- semester when we came back in January, we needed to write a business plan. So throughout that course of the semester, we ended up getting the product in like five stores in LA, got like seven magazine hits. Shit. And this, this is just all us, me and my partner, sending in emails to magazines with picture cold line calling. sheets, cold calling, going to stores, the whole nine. You see, cold calling kids. Is, right. Uh, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so, so then, I feel so like then we graduated in May 2002. Our parents were like, what are you going to do? We said, yeah. oh, five, four. Obviously, they laughed. So then what we did, we took seven credit cards, maxed them out, went to a trade show called The Magic Show. That's in Vegas. In Vegas yeah, in August 2002. Yeah. Um, and now the show is not very relevant. Trade shows in general are not very relevant in clothing anymore. They still exist, but it's not like before it was a Super yeah. Bowl. And now it's I like want people to realize. Yeah, wow. I, I want people to realize the magic show in Vegas, that's not like magicians. It's Correct. not. It's Correct. a big clothing trade show. I'm pretty sure that's where Ed Hardy really got going. Yeah. He, yeah. He okay. actually got so going he, at another show, I think, called The Project Show, which okay. is now owned by The Magic Show. But yeah. So he, blame The Magic Show for Ed Hardy, everybody. Yes. <laughs> or thank him. Depending, <laughs> on, right. uh, you depending know, on what uh, you, Hummer you drive and what uh, maybe you girl think, you roofie. Right. Yeah. Maybe you think <laughs> Glittered Tigers is awesome. Hey. That's fine. I have uh, occasionally seen uh, one of their shirts and been like, I would not wear that. But I love that you, you know. You seem like the person that would wear that. Some girls, and, I, and, that, and some you seem happy. Get, some girls get turned on by a, a bedaz- lot of girls by, do, I think. by a bedazzled pirate. Uh, that that's a thing. Is that one of their? I'll find one. <laughs> uh, I want to know real quick. How tough is it to call? When you said you got a bunch of magazine hits, yeah, that seems unheard. Of. That was primarily done through e- through email. So I mean, is that just a? I mean, you're throwing hail marys. Yeah, but at the point is like, what's the worst? No. Totally, but right. I'm saying, and I and you have to have that uh, go get them attitude, right? Yeah. It seems like you guys did, but also, um, how rare is that for uh, a company like that that's just trying to get their name out to even get that type of type of attention that early? At the time, like, luckily, some... again, because there's less competition, it was able there. I found a bedazzled. I think pirate. a lot of people <laughs> don't think that they can do something. Yeah. So like, I I guess by sheer 
you know balls that we emailed people we actually got it and we're like oh shit they responded oh shit they may feature it so then yeah. we went to this trade show did that uh the show was miserable but we got some orders then we kind of struggled um our my partner's parents secured a loan for us through the bank it was small but it helped us to chug along and then you know 2003 comes around we got an angel investor it didn't go well 2005 starting a a business like people think like oh you just like say i I would like to have a clothing company and then people send you clothes it's like no all that money has to come from somewhere 2005 comes around we we had put together this like dope book where we got a ton of press hits at the time so Mm -hmm. it was all smoke and mirrors the business wasn't really doing anything but we put together this press book that made the book look like or made the brand look so huge it looked like a multi-million dollar brand on paper Mm -hmm. so we got an investor back then and then from 2005 to 2008 or so you know, we 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 expanded the collection into full collection, and then in 2007, we had a new investor group, which is a family office, buy our investor at the time out. And at the time in two in, in 2007, clothing was a very hot thing in the in private equity industry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they were looking at us and another brand, and they invested in us because we were cheaper. And, you know, then 2008 hit, which was our peak year, but then the recession hit, right. the whole deal. Then we went from going to 1,000 stores down to, like, 500 stores right. and literally, like, people, a month. Pe- people people lose money. They're like, time, I, I the just want to. Chargebacks, yeah, markdowns, yeah, 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 blah, yeah. blah, blah. We were left kind of with then a, another retailer put a million-dollar cancellation on an order oh. or canceled a million-dollar order. So we are like, fucked. We're 28 years old. We don't know what to do. Our investors are like, figure it out good luck shit <laughs> at the I mean, time please, please please make our money back luckily retail market was struggling for us and we went we opened up three stores fairly quickly through the westfield group and they um they supported us gave us money to open up the stores we quickly realized men don't have the time to shop they don't care they don't go to the mall they only go when the shit's on sales so we're like yeah. okay this is a bad idea we're still doing wholesale at the time and we ended up, you know, by 2011 came around and we ended up uh, finding a brand that was launching in the women's space called Shoe Dazzle. And we had heard the story because um, the person that was associated with the with the brand got Kim Kardashian involved and we, we heard the idea. We were like, oh, wow, that's so novel and cool and d- different. How does this apply to men? So kind of went back, sat and thought about it for a month and then basically brainstormed and said, all right, this is what we think is the best offering. You come out, it's still the same clothes, but it's just how you're serving it, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And what makes you different from everything else out there? Because a khaki pant and a shirt is the same. It's arguable it's the same everywhere. Yeah. Right? yeah. Or at least the range is so small. Sure. But what made us different was this concept that we would uh, curate the experience for the customer and that they would be getting something new every month. And yep. it was the price point was accessible. It's equivalent to like a phone plan or gym membership or whatever, yeah. right? Which is, I mean, and let's see, this 2011? 2011 concept to 2012 yeah. launch. Got it. So like you see things, like you say, like a gym membership. You see something like a Netflix right. where you're paying... Uh, like, because uh, before Netflix, you'd be like, why would I pay eight bucks, ten bucks a month to watch movies that I can go see in the theater? 
and right. my, and that i that 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 idea would seem insane back then but now it's like oh yeah that's totally what you would do yeah. right and now and now these sort of because uh, everything's getting tailored to the individual so now you could subscribe to you, you subscribe to whatever radio shows podcasts that you want you don't have to listen to chuck and fuck in the morning ju- just because you're in north, north dakota you could go hulu netflix five four you, you everything's like designed towards the individual which and the, and the fact that you guys got on that so quickly and really innovators in the game is just right it's just amazing thank you thank you so yeah so we launched may 2012 we got a hit on our first day um into this a little bit more like this yeah yeah we got a hit the first day um on press and my uh partner's friend was a host of a tv show on g4 he promoted the show for or the the club concept for free got like a thousand members off of that and we're like, oh shit, there's something here. And then we we organically got another like three three hundred guys or so that signed up. So we're like, oh shit, there's something here. And then for the next eighteen months, we did wholesale, we did retail, still we did the club, we had e-commerce, the whole nine. Then at end of 2013, we decided to close wholesale, close retail, close e-com, and make it exclusive for five four. The only way to gain five four is you have to be a member. So that catapulted it because we focused just on that. We provided just one one message to people that this is what it is that you can buy. People and we ended it. up going, you know, from then at maybe at the time it was three, four thousand members. And now we have eighty thousand members that are members of the club. Yeah. Um, what does it know, mean to close e com, to close retail, to close So I cannot close retail meaning I close my stores in LA. Oh shit. To yeah. close e com meaning you can only buy e com product through e-commerce if you are a member um yeah. so it just made the people the brand dig, exclusive yeah, people dig to the, just being a member they like they, they they like thinking that they're an exclusive club like, right oh, yeah other people don't know about this right yeah. so then you know as, even though anybody can sign up <laughs> right as two years progress um yeah. in uh 2015 we saw that there was now that we had gotten to a fairly big size and we saw that there there was a massive opportunity in the direct-to-consumer menswear market because the best menswear brands that are in the call fast fashion arena yeah. are actually women's focused brands like your Topshops, mm. your Zara's, your Asos's, your your H&M's of the world. And by fast fashion, I mean brands that are direct-to-consumer, vertically integrated now, do you think, mall stores like a Zara. Or yeah, Asos. now do you think that's because they tried to get men by the guys walk in there with their women and part of it they, but obviously men's is still yeah. a very big industry it's sure. just like secondary yeah so yeah. i rather be the king of men's fashion because there's less competition mm-hmm. than to be in the pool of like women's fashion, women's fashion which is just, just tons of players online offline both combined this that mm-hmm. all going after the same wallet that's why not why, yeah. be the king of men as because the king of men to me at least in the fast fashion style arena is Zara. I think for a quality price point and fashion, yeah. they're probably the best option out there yep. when you put those three variables into it. But Zara's perceived more as a retailer. We're perceived more as a brand where we have more originality to what we do and all that. So, you know, two years ago, we looked at the market and said there's a big opportunity here. So we launched basically three brands that are category exclusive with footwear, the New Republic brand, Grand Athletic Club as the active, and Oshenta as the eyewear, and then obviously 5-4 being the core sportswear brand, Right, and said, let's go after this market, because this market is huge, huge, 
and Huge. and uh there's a big opportunity there for us to go after that so that's what we've been in the last 12 months or so that's been as big of a focus as the club business has and now we've been able to to diversify and be able to do that because obviously we've grown we have a you guys have expanded yeah Yeah. big time so so i so i've got a question for you because you are the entrepreneur you're the you're the clothing expert uh pretend pretend we're an episode of shark tank right now yeah and you're the mark cuban guy okay i come in with my pitch i uh have a bunch of shirts and they're on a bunch of dwarves and i'm like hey no one's making clothing for little people, specifically little people. Yes, niche market, but they're all but they're all gonna buy Spe- specific pants that have huge thighs, but not but not very long. Uh, lo- large asses, but like I said, not very long. And adult stuff, but uh, but uh, small smaller sizes. How how, Mr. Andres, can we can we make that happen? My gut instinct would say to you that that's a very niche industry, mm-hmm. and I would probably pass on it. Okay. I like the idea because it's niche and it's focused, and you you could probably end up being the king of it with very little competition. King of the dwarves, suck it, Dinklage. That's but, right, with but, my dwarf clothing line. I would say four, I would need to know four, more four. information. That, that, yeah, not four, five four, four right? Four, four four. Oh man, you've got competition. That's my height. Three four. <laughs> how dare you? I'm four four. <laughs> but like, I don't know enough about the market. Like, how yeah. big is the market size? How not big? You know, right? So if it's not big physically and yeah. and quantifiably, right, also, yeah, right. then I would say to you, I would probably pass on it because mm. there's not enough revenue there, and got the it. pie isn't big enough. So all right, yeah, all right. But I, I'm see because that's something where every time I try to explain to people like my how I get clothes, they're always sure. like, "Why someone didn't just make clothes for dwarves?" And the honest to god truth is that because not every dwarf has my sizes like dwarves we have different sizes as well like yeah. with, within our own community so you right. can't just have an extra small there's the variation is yeah. too yeah, like yeah, for yeah. instance with men it's easier like small medium large extra large double triple yeah you can kind of say there's six body types for 90 percent of guys and the way i look at it is if you don't fit within that 90 then you know what go somewhere else yeah, because yeah. I can't be everything to everybody. Nope, good luck. And I think that's something that we realize early on because, yeah. you know, p- people do complain about sizing or whatnot. Like, cool, like, we just can't serve everyone. I'm going to go after the 90% of the audience. Yeah, and and, and I, I think that's true for men because women, uh, in general, they're, they're buying clothes, but it's not just the simple body type. It's like, yeah, but within that medium size, there's like, oh, what ma- I have, but I have small boobs. How does that, Make me like, or right. I have, or I have larger boobs, but right. then, I, but then my waist is with, this. With like, girls, the yeah. variables are even much, yeah, much more. So it's much more of a pain to go into that kind of model where they don't get choice. The mm-hmm. subscription concepts out there that exist for women all are revolving around choice, as opposed to our concept that revolves around no choice. But it's fundamentally the biggest difference men is that don't men, like choices men don't like choices no w- women do so yes. very simply like, yeah for the world that needs to understand why we do what we do that's why yeah when did you start to get celebrities involved i since 2002 actually yeah so we always had celebrities wearing five four we started i think our first celebrity like for instance when we launched five four I had been a club promoter in college, so oh, cool. I had like 2,000 people come to the party. I like Tommy Lee, Deftones, Shit. Uh, Run go. DMC, just through like my network. And 
my friend, my first friend to wear five four that was a celebrity, who's one of my best friends to this day, is is Omar Miller, and Omar Miller that was on Ballers, yep. CSI mm-hmm. Miami, yep. Mile, the whole deal, or, or he's still on Ballers. Uh, he he was actually the host of yeah. the party. Yep. In two thousand two, so at the time I met him, he was like, "Oh yeah, I just shot this movie with Eminem called A Mild, coming out within a few months or so." And I'm shooting Fat Albert right now, as well. He was Fat Albert. Um, no, no, he Keenan, wasn't. Keenan but was Fat he Albert. filmed. Yeah. He filmed it initially. Yeah. As Fat Albert, and then the, there was a studio change or something. Wow. So he was the initial Fat Albert, um, but he was an Eight Mile, and yeah. it wasn't even out yet. But I was like, oh, this guy's cool. He's funny. Whatever. Yeah. So we became mm-hmm. friends. Like, yo, bro, can you host my party? He's like, cool. And now we're like very good friends yeah. to to this day, of course. So. And like um, Efron and Blake Griffin and Chris Paul. I mean, it's just like... Yeah, so I mean, not like Mark Wahlberg, et yeah, cetera, et cetera. So, you know, now we have like some of the biggest stars in the world that wear 5-4. Part of it is because they love the brand, obviously. And part of it, too, is because we've become friends with them. And a lot of it is just like we're average, normal people. Like we all kind of... Everyone comes up the same way, essentially. Or at least yep. 98% of people. Like the privilege are very few and yeah, that's why they call it, yeah, that's why they call it the one percent. Right. So like, <laughs> it's one percent. It's one percent. So like, you know, we speak the same language as a lot of people. What like really matters to us at the end of the day. So like, you know, we don't get like starstruck by a celebrity because to us, like, everyone's the, person. the same essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you we know, we've been fortunate, butts, right? So we've been very lucky. I think yeah. I read, well, except Oprah, there's no way she. No, poops. she doesn't even poop. She no. doesn't have a butthole. Yeah. Right. That's a whole other right. podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we've been pretty lucky that almost every male celebrity, major male celebrity in the world, has worn five four at Do some you, point. Is that is that like an email or a, a, a sending a box of shit and being like? It's been a combination. Like up? for instance, I remember like. 10 years ago we sent Tom Brady clothes and um, we found out what the best way to get players clothes are and we just did it with there was literally a Hail Mary and next thing you know he's wearing it in a press conference and mm-hmm. we're like is that oh. how you saw, saw it yeah we literally saw it at a press conference I mean do you just freak out yeah we're like oh shit he's wearing fucking 5-4 like, we gotta get nuts. that footage right or then do you go we gotta get in touch with him to do maybe a photo shoot yeah, so like, then, no it wasn't really that it was just we kept se- sending him clothes every now and then and because he's he, not saying wear... it in the press conference so like how do you no. capitalize on that mm-hmm. exposure sometimes we do sometimes we don't bear in mind at the time is very very different this is probably 07 this is yeah. pre-social media now obviously yeah. it's very easy to post things Tweet like out, mark Wahlberg's yeah. probably the celebrity that wears five four the most yeah mm-hmm. um so we've become friends with him and the entire deal so like it's different now because now there's a lot of content and photo assets out there that exist with mark wearing the product um or chris paul again he plays 82 games if he's wearing five four pre and post game and 25 40 of them whatever there's content and assets that exist fairly easily that i can go literally on my phone within minutes and Mm -hmm. find it 10 years ago i could not yeah so now it's very easy to get the content promote the content um so Back then, it was just more like, oh, it's cool if this guy would wear it. Yeah. It's cool if that guy would wear it. Without us taking an opportunity approach to it, it's more like, that guy's cool. We want him to wear 5-4. And mm-hmm. whatever happens out of it, we're not trying to monetize it. It's just good for the brand. 
is there somebody that you would like to wear that's not that you haven't yet sent like the same way that you ask an actor or director like who do you want to work with someday you know like do you ever think about like ah, fucking Tom Hanks could probably rock some of this shit or, or again <laughs> Oprah like who knows like she could be Stedman yeah. I guess Stedman might be looking for a change right and is having trouble finding you know the clothes that that fit his style his vibe Stedman is constantly lacking vibe. Right. I've said this since 2002. Because she controls the vibe. She does. <laughs> she controls all his vibes. She does, mm. dude. Um, so in terms of who, I mean, I don't know. Obviously, some, some of the product we're making now, like, for instance, for the 5-4 Man Shop. You make product, a little wish list, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, obviously, like, call it what you want to call it, but I think Kanye is the most influential men's fashion figure in the world by far. Really? There's well, no close number two, in my opinion. There's not. Why? There's not. Because he he's he he owned it. He owned it from the day he came out as an artist. That fashion is everything to me, and that spoke home to a lot of people. It spoke home to me because I would spend the majority of my income on fashion. It spoke home to a lot of kids, and he was passionate about something apart from just his music. Yeah. And and use his music where, as an outlet yeah. to promote that obsession, and then. In the media, he talked about, and then on top of that, he talked about a lot of other things that made him more controversial yeah. and whatnot. But then, <laughs> at, but at the same time, even when people make fun of his fashion choices, they still are interested in them. Like they still get oh, a yeah. lot of press. Like, sure, you you can make fun of the Yeezy boots all you want, but a lot of people wear them. A lot of people talked about them, and then they, and then you can say like, oh well, he they're way too expensive for people. It's like. Well, yeah, because then he wants to apply to that. His, he wants it to be that his exclusive taste and style thing. has yeah. impacted hundreds of billions of dollars in retail. Yeah, because which is insane. Uh, uh, Adidas either bought Yeezy or they come out with a shoe that looks a lot fucking like it. You know, right. so it, well, Adidas they, it does makes the Yeezy got for it, got Adidas. It, got it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's yeah. He's but now there's a lot of copycats of the. Yeezy by other brands now. Yeah, there's kids. I there's kids I see in the malls that have or the fake Yeezy, right? Which right. that's which what you I get have. on like the yeah. T Mall or Alibaba or whatever. That's what, <laughs> that's what I got when I was in China. Right, fake, fake Yeezys. Fake Yeezy. What up? Come at me, Kanye, if you want your money. <laughs> <laughs> Who? Uh, why? There's, and, there's not even a. Cl- oh, go ahead. And then I think it would be cool to like outfit someone completely like take. I don't know, I'm just throwing it out a lot. Like Barack Obama, who obviously dresses Dude. like a dad, but he's still obviously the dopest president of all time uh, for sure and he's like seems hey great... you could actually make him cool if he gave you oh, the yeah. opportunity you know what i'm saying yeah and i think what's cool about five four is that I- i've seen guys from age 15 to age 65 wear five four it's just a matter of how they wear it and five four doesn't have an age it's more we have more of a state of mind so if mm-hmm. you're an open-minded person to the world if you're a discoverer if you like to explore if you like you know, if you're open-minded in general about all things in life from, you know, everything you could think of, you know, mm-hmm. as long as you have this open mind, then 5-4 is the brand for you because that's what we talk about. So, you know, we're not a brand that talks about like politics or religion, but our stance is like whatever you are and what you choose is what you are, you know. I love um, that there's more like, I, I don't know, I, there's no clothing line I know of that has this much like thought and deeper message behind the whole strategy of what you're trying to put out there. It's like, you know, I know the gap is like, you know, buy our shit. Your calves will look good and your tits will look pretty pretty good. You know, right. and it's like, all right, well, that's going to get you only so far. Right. <laughs> but like, I don't know. And it's, and, and you know, from the people I've also met um, that work there, like everybody seems to be on board and sharing this like, and it's like right. constantly being funneled through everything you guys are doing. And even like when I kind of got to peep in and, and see like one of the meetings, it just seemed like very, I don't want to say intense, but like 
everyone just being very like um, committed to like what well, fucking what's the next move here you know right and, and you uh, know my approach always has been you need to be at least in business always on the offense yeah. not on the defense and I don't know if you watched um, the Apple thing today, the Apple 10 and the... Yeah, what is it? The whole deal. But like... Everyone's saying it's going to be terrifying in the end of the world. And it's $1,000 for a phone? Yeah. Uh, obviously, I'm probably going to get two, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> what is it going to offer? Uh, they have this thing where you can... Yeah. It's a little gimmick where you can talk into it, in, into the emoji, and the emoji talks and sends a message. So, for instance, say you take like... The you can talk with you as the poop emoji. With you as the poop emoji. Yeah. And send a message like that. Okay. Whatever. That's part of it. The camera's insane. But the poop emoji is what's going to get the kids like crazy. You know? It's really... You, you cater the kids with these new phones, don't you? Oh, my God. The whole thing was like, okay, I can see like every girl like doing the little... Doing the filters. The little and filters and this like and that, that yeah. talking. Oh, my God. You're so cute. If oh they had more filters on these phones... Like if the iPhone comes with its own filters now and right. fucks, up, fucks with Instagram and Snapchat, that's going to be a game changer. Right. Yeah, and crazy. the end of the world and and guess what the end of probably sex for some dudes because they're gonna be like look i don't care what you look like as a fucking dog stop right. sending me that right <laughs> so i think you know for us there was this quote that tim cook had said that steve jobs always said that it's about skating to where the puck is going yeah not where it not, not, where, not where it's been not where it's been yeah. so it's the same thing always be on the offense so for us mm -hmm. we're it's funny because our competition is always trying to look at what we do for sure and to copy you and like spies? <laughs> the, <laughs> one of them is like question. three or four of my fired employees so yeah wow um, see boom dude. but again we don't care because like the secret sauce is at least from the top it's me and my partner yeah, you can't tap like, your brain yeah you can't mm -hmm. tap the brain and then obviously the the, the staff that we it's nothing but goat in there yeah so it's about <laughs> the ideas a lot of times come from us and then it's about the team that surrounds you that helps yep. execute your your ideas and a lot of times with great people like make your ideas even better mm. so i think that you know for us you know cool like we have this joke that we will write and put a fucking billboard out <laughs> of what we want to do good luck to execute it and then good luck to know what's in our mind for the next step because everything it's like a big game of chess and like we know where we want to go and yeah you can start to see things okay this is where okay this is where these guys are going but we're already like three steps ahead on yeah. on to the next plan mm -hmm. we're on the iphone 15 you know what i'm saying <laughs> wow what's it so, what's the average date when you come in Let's say you got a, a day of meetings and stuff. Do you sit down in your office? Do you check some emails? Do you have a sip of coffee? Do you check Twitter? Like, what do you... Yeah. Um, so, I wake up around between 7, 7.30. My partner, if he listens to this podcast, is probably going to laugh because I'm a late person. Yeah. But I usually read two hours every day. Of what? The news, e email, everything mm -hmm. from CNN to Wall Street Journal to Vogue to Women's Wear Daily to Hypebeast, to love. Complex, yeah. to GQ, to just sure. keep relevant. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then Shoot obviously the check social media, see what's cool, what's new. There's there a new product release. What are my friends doing? Whatever. Now you're a foodie. What's your breakfast go to? Actually, I don't like breakfast. So typically it'll just be like a bar and a yogurt and that's all it. Right. There you go. Um, if it's I'm, all, if it's I'm it's pretty hungover, I'll do Team some lunch. sort of green juice or something. It's more <laughs> lunch. I, I'll do like a salad or whatever. Yeah. Um, but 
so my day typically in the office starts between 10 and 11. Today I had to be there at 8.30 in the morning, but I was late, of course. <laughs> um, but when I my meetings typically start at 11, and they're usually slammed all the way until 6.30 p.m., so I don't typically take lunch. If I do, it's for 30 minutes. I'll run to the market and yeah. grab something yeah. and, and come back or Postmate something or whatever. Yeah, but it, it but, but it's like it's back, to back, kind of back to back to back to back to back to back. And yeah. I used to do one hour meetings. Now I cut the the rule is thirty minutes now because mm-hmm. I just have to get to if I can't say what I need to get and yeah. my team to be able to get in thirty minutes, then we sh- there's a bigger problem that we have. I feel like an hour meeting is like filled with a, a good Dreadful. hour meeting. Uh, yeah, and I, I have a lot of chit chat. Really bad attention span. So <laughs> oh, do you? Yeah. Well, you're well, doing great here. Yeah, and uh, I just like I put my phone in airplane mode. Yeah, pretty, <laughs> I, think, I think that actually I doubted that move for a minute, but I think that's been yeah. the, uh, the key ingredient. And I took the Bluetooth off my iWatch for the thing. So. How is the iWatch? It's great. Game changer. Dope. The notifications are great because it allows me to see quickly if it's relevant for me to check or not. Now, you're a guy that's ahead of the game. Um, How do you see, like, do we go, I mean, people joke about it. Well, the new iWatch has uh, has, uh, a telephone in it. Wow. Like, you can just use the phone. You can just straight Dick Tracy somebody? Yeah. See, that's what I want. I had the Dick Tracy uh, watch, and I pretend to be Dick Tracy. And it's the same size. Yeah. I mean, you got to watch the videos. They explain in detail, but it's pretty gnarly. Will we ever get, like, chips in our heads? Maybe. Who knows? I hope we do. (laughs) I think that'll be dope. That'd be dope. You know? I mean, fuck, dude. Change the chip in your head. See? (laughs) Pre-program it like that sex robot thing. Oh, my God. (laughs) They're going to kill us. Watch. Please don't set the dwarf chips on kill. (laughs) Yeah. That's all we need. You don't need the the dwarf uprising. Chucky in real life. Three fours. Uh, uh, I want to know about... Wait, real quick. I want to know about your club promoting days, because that's bonkers. And Brad and I, I'm sure both at SC, like, went to outside promoted... Do you guys both go to USC? Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit! Fight yeah. on! Yeah, fight on, baby! Indeed. Fight on! And I went to a, so hand- a lot of USC players that now are in the league. I know or whatever, that. Wear a fight that's force. incredible. So we have dude. a pretty big roster. That's got to be like an pretty extra. Much every single USC player that's gone on to the NFL wears. Fight How on. dope is that? There you go. Dope, right? I mean, like that's got to be like an extra special thing when you're like, yeah, obviously, oh, we started here, and, and now the- USC's a school of great pride. Fuck yeah, dude! So it's like a big thing for us when they, you know. So because yeah. of that, you get. I mean, are you just? I mean, I know. Um, I'll see. Uh, I can't remember his name. At Clippers games all the time. Um, uh, he works at five four. Billy Crystal. Bernie. No. no. Yes, Bernie. Bernie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, are you? Do you guys get similar access to like SC stuff because of that? I mean, yeah. So usually, once they announce uh, that they're going to the league, then we have access. That's so dope. Yeah. Wait. So okay. So how do you get into club promoting? And what? What did you love about it? What would you? What you hate about it? What yeah, made you so finally I mean, get out I of it? I did a couple of things. I did club promoting. I used to make fake IDs. Um, oh, tell, that tell was actually my main world. source of income. Yeah. Um, Imagine. During college. Luckily, I those days were way, way, way past. Do you um, buy a machine? How does that work? I, I don't really you want to You find a shady it. dude outside of a Quiznos? If, if there's a statute of uh, limitations, <laughs> I just want to make yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. But it was um, all legal. But it was all legal. <laughs> I was just allowing kids to go get drunk. For sure, dude. Um, you were but, not sure. Uh, club promoting, yeah. So, like, I was just pretty popular and my best friend was pretty popular as well so we just got together and threw clubs so between that and the ids we were able to 
or I was able to to sustain for a while. Dope. And I hey. used to be able to go ball out at the club and spend like 150 bucks at the bar tab, which to a 20 year old college, college that's a lot of money. Oh. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, uh, that's you were like money to Diddy me now. of yeah. uh, of like the shitty bar. You bought at USC. six Coors Lights. Yeah. Holy shit! The Nino. Yeah. Also, oh, going. To, I remember oh, going to those outside club promoted uh, club uh, clubs in like on Sunset in college, mm-hmm. and it, dude. I felt so cool, like fucking just getting in, and then it was just like it's it was overwhelming. First of all, because I don't think I'd, I think I went to one night club when I was in high school in downtown Seattle, but it was just like weird and ghetto, and there was not right. nobody really there, and we went on an off right. night, so I didn't get a true club experience. Right out here, gave it to me, and it was like done right. I'm sure, dude, it could have been one of your events. Yeah, probably. Um, but uh, well, now it's funny because so my best friend still is in the business, but he's a club owner and or. A restaurant owner now Dope. and the joke that we we're saying the other day that back in the day we used to be able to each bring 250 300 people on our own now it's any fucking dickwad with like a facebook instagram twitter handles a yeah. club promoter i know and it's like yeah i bring 20 people pay me 200 bucks it's like gone are the days of like the super club promoters that they used to be able to bring hundreds of people on their own wow Wait, so these club promoters, and how do they do it? They just have their group of friends, and they go. Yeah, yeah I don't even know. Yeah, be, but yeah, it's, be be really, really good looking. Right, something. <laughs> any crazy uh, stories? Any, any crazy fights or like um, I don't know. I uh, once got people... spray can with Mace by accident because there was a fight that broke out outside of a club, and I actually was trying to break up the fight because I knew one of the people, and then mm-hmm. the cops just sprayed the fuck out of everyone, and then I got... You didn't made. have the bandana to pull up and cover your No, no, this is And that's how the bandana got started. Yeah. PB, never, pre-bandana. He, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or BC, BB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before bandana. Before bandana. <laughs> oh, it, and, oh, and, and, and just curious, because uh, j- j- just in case any of our listeners are out there that uh, I, I, I know our listeners and they'll probably be mace in the future uh how do you get that sting out is it just water is it milk what do you do i got water and then it went out three four minutes later okay so it was it all right was so if you're uh so if you're he- so if you're heading to a protest there you go bro <laughs> bring that dude uh yeah, do you was- have to go yeah sorry real quick yeah you saying protest maybe just think yeah are you good 20 minutes oh great okay we'll probably another five or ten yeah cool, cool. easy uh when you see like the protests and stuff do you when you see things that are crazy and and national news yeah like when you saw like the guys walking through with tiki, tiki torches and 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 how hitler were you like please yeah. god do not let one of these fucking white men be rocking a five four bowl yeah i mean it's just crazy to me that that even still happens i mean and that even it happens ask- like i understand it still happens but that it happens out in the open like that i yeah. mean I don't know. Same, same, I, same way you're watching TV, going like, "Tom Brady's wearing our stuff." That's you're like, "Not, no, Charlottesville, no, do not wear yeah, five four. I obviously we do not condone that. We right, do not. well, because that's what happened. Completely, that's what happened with yeah, the pe- uh, the pe- uh, Peppa the Frog thing. <laughs> not the vibe, bro. <laughs> Peppa the Frog had nothing to do with white supremacists, and then all of right. a sudden they like adopted it, and then right, and, right, and, right. And then the creators like, "Whoa, no, yeah, the dude. frog is not racist." <laughs> What's no mas. What's Pepe the Frog? Uh, it's a meme that uh, the white supremacists <laughs> kind of adopted as their own. Oh, bummer. Yeah, and it's a cool-looking frog, and now you can't have it or post it or do anything because people are going to think you're a Nazi. It's the same way I think there's a comedian that has a bit about, like, he was like, Hitler fucked up the stash. You know, like... Yeah, right. There's a lot of people that used to rock that. <laughs> right. And we're good dudes. <laughs> can't do it anymore. Dude, well, yeah, remember. Yeah. yeah. You I can't... Mean, you, it makes sure that shit's long and covers, right, like, right, right. almost you're a like, cheek. No, it, no, it's the charm. 
Charlie Chaplin. Yeah, sure. Yeah, keep, no. keep saying that. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Chaplin must have been so bummed. <laughs> um, so, all right. So, uh, people, if they, I mean, you've given a great endorsement for it. And thanks for doing this, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you do many podcasts? Me. I've done two or three. Nice. All right. Yeah. Well, we're, we're, on, we're on that short list. There awesome. you go. And then, uh, so how, how do people sign up for 5 Yeah, Club? so you go to 5 club.com It's F-I-V-E-F-O-U-R club.com. It's a pretty short quiz. It takes 30 to 60 seconds. Mm-hmm. And for all the audience here, we're going to do a code till the end of September, about yes. last night, all one word, about last night. Make sure you guys know how to spell it if, if you download it, obviously. Yes. And uh, if not that code your will phone. give you <laughs> right. That code will give you fifty percent off for your first month of Five Four Club, which traditionally is sixty bucks, but for this month it's going to be thirty bucks for you. That's amazing. Well, get on it, listeners. Head on over to Five Four Club dot com and type in the code about last night. Not not it. And not look alien. fresh. About last night. Look fresh. Look good. Look, look the best out of your crew. Get look, the girl. Look you know? look as good as get Adam and I do get right now. It is. Yeah. Um, uh, really quickly, can, can we end with like a quick uh, rapid fire ten question? Yeah. All right. Cool. Please. Um, favorite food. Uh, these tacos. Can be, yeah, these can be one word. Uh, favorite city. Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Your your uh, favorite hero. Inc- uh, he man. Dude, <laughs> that is an unbelievable. I want to ask why. Some like, would say I'll, Nelson Mandela. <laughs> you know why? They are assholes. Why is that? Why I is like that? the merchandise. <laughs> <laughs> he, they did brand him. I used to rock the the sword, the yeah. lunch pail, the t shirt. So, uh, so favorite favorite Saturday morning cartoon. Uh, Saturday morning cartoon. Popeye. Popeye. Yeah. All right. Good choice. You there. know what's so crazy too? You look at Olive. It's like she was mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. But like you're Popeye, dude. You're fucking. She would have been an Insta model. <laughs> she would have been, wouldn't she? <laughs> she would have had like five hundred thousand followers. She would. Tag someone, your sponsor. <laughs> someone, please do that. Someone, like, make an olive oil Instagram page and just like sexy olive oil, just doing like duck face lips. Well, she was sexy, right? Tag your upper. sponsor, like in beach cities across yeah. the world on yachts. Oh God! <laughs> like flashy cars. Fifty. Um, favorite uh, clothing item. Clothing item. Yeah. Jacket. Mm-hmm. Dope. Favorite season? Winter. So you say wear more jackets. Exa- more layers, bro. My yeah. nickname is the Layer King. The Layer King? <laughs> I wear layers in That's the very summer, He-Man spring, of summer, you. fall, winter. <laughs> That's right? good very for He-Man. cakes and good for fashion. Dude. In the summer, I do very light layers. Yeah. Like all super fine cotton or linen. In the fall, winter, I do wool and cashmere. Yeah, you, you rock those um, in the winter. The um, I mean, I'm wearing three layers now, and it's yeah, hot as fuck. Yeah. Uh, you're rocking it. Biggest mistake that men commonly make in fashion? Uh, just wear T-shirts and jeans. Mm-hmm. Got it. What does that say? To you? It just says you don't try? Yeah. Yeah. You don't, because it's basically like you... Give it a little something extra. T-shirt and jeans is the uniform. Just add a little, one little vibe to it. Add a bandana. Sure. <laughs> what if you got a cool beard situation going on? Is that the addition? A hat? No. Maybe then cool shoes. So it should be below the neck additions. Sure. It ranges on the guy. Below yeah. the neck additions was a great That's boy a band. Great, great yeah. boy band in the nineties. <laughs> below point the neck of additions. There. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, f- uh, f- uh, favorite podcast. Hint. About last night. Perfect. You're goddamn right. <laughs> favorite sport. Soccer. Favorite site, website. Favorite site? Yeah. Uh, 
I hear 54club.com is pretty good. Instagram. I mean, that's not a site though. 54club.com. <laughs> yeah, 54club.com. Like one that you dope. go to that you um I don't know. Do you have a uh, like something like the chat something that you go to for uh-huh. funny stuff or Instagram? Yeah. I literally just look at Instagram. That no. to me is my hub for everything. It's kind of amazing the amount of shit you can see on that fucking app. Like, yeah. There is I think if you were to ask me five years ago what's your favorite site, I would say like uh, uh New York Times or like oh hi, or Hype Beast. Yeah. But now it's like I get it all consumed in, in one thing. You can get platform. your news from Instagram too if you want. I get everything through Instagram. Yeah. Fuck. I, like I don't have the patience I know, to watch. I know what's going on in the NFL game from Instagram. Yeah, I go on. I refresh it every fifteen minutes. House, House of Highlights, Sports Center, the whole nine. I follow a few accounts. I get everything through through there. Amazing. Um, favorite, uh, fa- favorite girl type. Uh, <laughs> uh, horny and single. Uh. <laughs> Brunette, Spanish, Italian, Latin. Vibe. Whoa, Latin girls are pretty sweet, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Favorite dwarf type. Dwarf Three fours. <laughs> All right, nice. All right, yeah. Three fours. I like it. Um, so uh, c- c- coming to the fall collection. Coming uh, to the fall. Three 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 four club Boom. Not a bad spinoff. <laughs> We're launching uh, it. And last one. Uh, favorite. Uh, thing to do on an airplane because you travel a lot and uh, we travel a lot and i'm, yeah, looking, I'm yeah, yeah. looking for a new favorite thing to do uh download everything you want to watch on your netflix account on your ipad and watch on the plane you can download stuff yeah. from your netflix yeah. onto the ipad on the netflix yeah. app yeah, yeah. What? and then it allow once is that you what everyone's it, watching on the plane next to me yeah, yeah. and then when you watch like i watched all of so i went to mexico city two weeks ago i watched narcos season three all on the flight there and from back Oh fuck! In the game, man, Literally, it's changing. Like, yeah, it was. Well, great. I need to get an iPad. I, I, uh, and you need I to get assume, the big iPad. I know it's I, obnoxious, but it, yeah, that's yeah, no, the best. I assume people were it's the best. I assume people were um da- getting stuff off iTunes. No, 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 Netflix, because the no. problem is the streaming on the. Yeah, if you, you're trying to stream it on the plane, the streaming super slow, so you have to pre-download it beforehand. So I literally downloaded the whole season. Beforehand? How long does it take? How much space you need? Who cares? Like, you do it overnight. <laughs> and then you just delete it when you're done watching it, yeah? yeah? It actually pings you to delete it when you watch it, when you're done. So as soon as the episode ends, it, wow. it said, would you like to delete and watch the next one? Yes. So it's almost like the uh, it knows. the masseuse at the uh, Korean spa, after the happy ending, she brings the towel up. There you She's go, like, bro. You're done. Now it's time there to clean up. There you go. Up. For $60 a month, you can join that <laughs> subscription, too. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
Danza. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast with Brad Williams and Adam Ray. Boy, they're a lot of fun, huh? Why don't you subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast, give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessime Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.